Oh, hello everybody and welcome to the Woody Banter Book Club podcast. I am Maddie here with Courtney. Hello. And today we will be reviewing Bride by Ali Hazelwood. Ooh, wolf out in the chat. Well, yeah, I want to see wolves down there. I don't want Helen. any other comments, but wolf emojis. <laughs> or moon. No, we you with the moon. I'll wolf out. I'll wolf we- out. <laughs> Is this yours or my episode? Nope, it's your episode. Okay. All right. So Bride follows Misery Lark, who is a vampire. And, uh, oh my gosh, I already forgot what the dude's name is. Lo Moreland, who is the alpha of his pack, uh, through what is easily described as a marriage of convenience that becomes mm -hmm, a little bit more. It is an absolutely uh, titillating experience, in my humble opinion. Uh, and it follows them through their relationship as it grows from something that has been arranged into something more, uh, while they also deal with pack tensions, if you will, uh, and a disappearance, kind of like murder mystery vibes that are kind of happening mm-hmm. in the background. So for those of you who have not joined us before, Uh, The first part of our podcast is a spoiler-free review of the book. We'll be going over whether or not we would recommend it. And then we'll be rating it on a couple of different categories and giving it an overall review before we get into the spoiler portion. So we will start this off with whether or not we would recommend it to our underage sisters. Anybody who is under the age of 18. Maddie, would you recommend this book? Absolutely not. Um, It's not even like if you see somebody under the age of 18 reading this, snatch it out of their hands. Although I will say, recently I was met with the the conundrum of seeing a literal child. Like, she was probably 11 years old reading Twisted Love at a Chick-fil-A. And I took, like, I, I thought about going up to the mom and being like a snitch, you know, being like, hey, that book has some themes I don't know if you are aware of your 11-year-old daughter reading, but I, I chickened out and I didn't do it. So. <laughs> some 12-year-old so is snatch- being traumatized. Yeah. Some, some 11-year-old. <laughs> exactly. So, like, I just said that I would snatch this book out of a child's hands. I wouldn't. I would think about it, think about telling on them to their mom and then not do it. Honestly, like... As a parent, you should be looking into what your kids are reading beforehand, especially if it's something that, like, adult women are reading. Yeah. Come on, girlfriend. Yeah, it's not for kids. Um, Mm -hmm. It gets a little whippy saucy. It's a little, uh, uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but. Yeah, mm, we will talk about that a little bit later. Not a pro pro. Okay. uh, (laughs) Would you recommend this book to an adult reader i don't know i have there's one part of this book that absolutely i hated so much and i know what it is we're gonna talk (laughs) about it like obviously (laughs) um and i that here's here's what i'll say the plot of the book 
is great. Like, I like the plot of the story. I like what happens. Um, and I like that sort of stuff, part of it. Uh, but there are certain parts of this where I was like, mm, no thanks. I'll pass on that. Thank you very much. So, I don't know. I don't think I would recommend it to a fellow reader. But, like, I wouldn't, like, be like, you definitely should not read this book. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get like, you. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't, I want to go out of my way to recommend it, and I'm not going to go out of my way to say you shouldn't read this book. It's not like Akatar, where I'm like, I hate this so much. How is anybody reading this book? I can and have already <laughs> recommended this book to other people. Let me give you a little bit of context, fellow listeners. I started my journey back into reading romance uh, two years ago. Because I was scrolling on Facebook and I came across one of those old lady, like, werewolf Wattpad stories. <laughs> and so I, personally, and like, I'm accustomed to this level of, like, weird, let's say. There's something in it that, I'm going to be honest, it doesn't need to be in there. Like, she could have <laughs> written the book without it. That's the frustrating part. But it's so good excluding that and, like... I am somewhat accustomed to it, so it didn't bother me that much. <laughs> Girl, if you're not used to it, it's a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, that's like that's like saying the least uh, out of it. I, I I'm not gonna get into it because I want to tell you exactly what's going through my head as I was reading that scene. Uh, not even just that one scene, but like just everything in general regarding that. Um. But obviously we have to wait till the spoilers because I don't want to, like, spoil it for anybody who hasn't read it yet. I guess it just depends on how squeamish you are. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right... I wouldn't, I wouldn't even consider myself to be a squeamish person. I just... I'm seriously disturbed. Yeah, there's, like, an anatomy part that's just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend it. I don't know. I would I would recommend it with that caveat though. Like I would tell people like there's one part that's gonna be weird and you're gonna have to rock with it and roll with it. You know? Uh-huh. Um anyways, okay, so we're gonna move on to our four pillars, which we rate on a scale of one to five, and that is witty banter, character development, smut, and realism. So let's start off with the witty banter. Maddie, on a scale of one to five, what would you rate the witty banter in Bride? Mm, like a three. I don't think, I think that she's kind of cringe. Like, I don't, th- I, like, I think a lot of the dialogue is cringe. I don't really find it to be super funny. Um, but that being said, like, there were certain times that I did laugh at some things that were said. So it's not like it's, horrible but it was pretty cringe to me so like and I knew that going it's so like I kind of gave her leeway because I knew that you had told me before that like Allie and Kate also had told me that like Allie Hazelwood books are like kind of cringe sometimes um so yeah I gave it a th- I give it a three it, it's meh. it's cringe but like it's sometimes funny too so all right ladies fellas <laughs> The few of you who listen, um, house divided. I'm gonna give it a five. Um, I guess okay. To be fair, I went in knowing what to expect. Right, there are parts that are like a little bit cringy. 
I personally thought she was funny and I knew what to expect. So like, I don't know. There were parts where like I laughed out loud and I really liked that. And like, here's the thing. It's a book about vampires and werewolves. Yeah. Parts of it are going to be cringe. By Allie Hazelwood, who has cringe dialogue in general. It was bound to happen, okay? Yeah. It was written in the stars, and it did. But, like, I still still really enjoyed the, the dialogue. I thought Misery, for the most part, was pretty funny. And it's set in modern times, which doesn't happen super often, I guess. Um, yeah. and we'll like ta- we'll talk about that in the spoilers too. Yeah. I want to get into that. Yeah. But uh for the particular setting there was less cringe than I was expecting, but I really enjoyed the dialogue. So I'm gonna give it a high score. Um I will say what saved the book from getting lower is that there's like not really a whole lot of uh like pop culture references, which I think mm-hmm. is great. There's actually none that I can think of off the top of my head. That's like an immediate like a real not like there's like mention of her like of somebody reading like Ernest Hemingway like it was like you know something yeah like classic but like the, yeah um uh what was I gonna say mm, probably a lie I think <laughs> that what like what I knew it was gonna be cringe going into it and I think that because it's in a modern setting. It was kind of cringe. And also, like, this is still, like, the main character is still, like, a nerdy STEM girl, you know? Like, it it just is in the nature. And I just, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it, though. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Character development, scale of one to five. <laughs> Um, oh, sorry, one more thing I wanted to say about the witty banter. I thought a lot of the funny parts in this book, <clears throat> or things that were supposed to be super funny, was her disinterest in uh, Lowe's sister. And I just, I felt like it came across, sometimes it was really funny, like when she was like, is this child three or 13? Like, that was pretty funny. But also, a lot of the times it came off just being like one of those like bitter, anti-child, child-free people. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, well, she's supposed to come off as, like, callous, you know? Because she doesn't understand emotions well. But she only really comes across that way to the kid, not to anybody else. And, like, that's kind of, like, that's, like, the conflict, right, between her and her best friend. But I just didn't feel that way about... She has a lot... She obviously has a lot of feelings. And she expresses them all... I don't know. But that's the last thing I wanted to say about the Woody Banjo. That's what I was thinking about saying that I couldn't remember. Okay. Um, character development. The character development. Um. Hmm. That's a good one. Maybe a three as well. I feel like they they didn't really need to change much as themselves, and they had like the the regular like should we be together should we not be together conflict i felt like the conflict mostly though was not really about like their character development it was like an actual outside de- like co- conflict um you know like something somebody's missing and we're looking for somebody and um that's kind of like there wasn't a lot for the- for either of them to really change you know what i mean so i feel like it's kind of an unfair category to rate them on in my opinion but I think I would give it a three. Okay. 
Um, I think I would give it a four. Misery's character development really centers around like never feeling feeling like a a square peg in a round hole. You know, like she throughout her childhood because of different treaties went to go serve as like basically a hostage is the collateral in the human world. Humans despise vampires. Uh, and then when she tried to go back into the vampire world, she had spent so much time in the human world that she just didn't really get it. And so like, she was kind of ostracized by her own people. The humans don't like her and vampires and wares are like, natural enemies so when she goes into enemy territory for this marriage of convenience um for this political marriage she feels yet again like she's alone she's very closed off and part of the reason her and her like best friend get into a fight her best friend is the person who's missing um is because she generally just doesn't care about much because she hasn't had like the opportunity to and so I think this book is her just kind of coming into, um, one, finding things to be passionate about while also finding a place where she feels like she belongs because she doesn't feel like she fits into a lot of different places. And her relationship is like a big part of that. Um, and so I thought it was nice by the end that she could feel like she's a part of a community while also like understanding more about herself and these two different species that she spent a lot of her life around. And I also thought that, like, Low, it's not a dual POV book. So, like, we don't get his perspective until the very end in the epilogue. But I do think he had a little bit of character development, too, right? Because he he's alpha and he came into that position kind of in bad circumstances. He already had a life planned out for himself. And he really likes Misery, but he doesn't want her to feel like she's indebted to him or like trapped with him because of the way he feels about his responsibility. And by the end he kind of, I think grows a little bit to learn how to like let her express what she wants herself um, and to let her in. So it, there is like a lot of outside plot that doesn't necessarily have to do with them personally. But again, this is very typical for like a werewolf, Wattpad story so like um I still thought it was it was pretty good um all right so let's do um let's do realism before smut uh <laughs> scale of one to five <laughs> I mean okay if we take out the vampire werewolf part I think that it's pretty I think it's pretty like politically realistic you know Having, you know, three opposing groups trying to figure out how to coexist with each other in a, in a world. Um, I thought that was pretty realistic. I think that that pretty much is the only realistic part of the book. But that's because the book is obviously about vampires and werewolves, which are unfortunately not real. Yeah. So I guess I would probably give it a three on that as well so yeah i think yeah it's difficult with like fantasy books to rate it on realism because there's obviously an element that's a little bit more fantastical if you mm -hmm. will um 
that being said, in terms of like the other books that I've read that are like this, this one's a little bit more grounded in reality. Like there are the dynamics of three different groups, right? And like in the real world, we would view those as like different like religious or political groups in a sense. And like a lack of cultural understanding, uh, a lot of miscommunications and misperceptions about each other, that sort of thing a political marriage that is meant to like create ties between multiple different groups. And I think too, like, I think the timeline for like the way their feelings develop and stuff makes a lot of sense. Like it was over the course of several months. Um, so it wasn't a super, super long time. And I also think like certain, like, I think misery's apprehensions in terms of like relationships with other people were realistic based on the way that she grew up. And I also think the way that Lowe acted was pretty realistic too. So I want to give it like a four. Um, you have to rate it for like what it is too, right? It's not going to be realistic like an Emily Henry book. Like <laughs> it's just different. Um, but I, I really, I liked it. And I thought too, like the background plot with like the, it's it's basically kind of like a murder mystery. I thought that that was it wasn't too like over the top if that makes sense. Um I think it fit the story for what it was. So I'm going to give it a 4. Okay, now the smut. Wait, hold on. Yes. Um the for the realism, I think I I I want to talk about this in the spoiler-free section because I don't think it's really like a spoiler or anything. I think something to note about this book before we note the elephant in the room um <laughs> i think that this portrayal of werewolves and vampires is a little bit more like superhero-y opposed to mm. being the traditional way that you see werewolves and vampires because they are different from your normal werewolves and vampires right. and just the way that they live reminds me a little bit more of like superheroes um so, like, if you're somebody who, like, really likes Marvel or something like that, like, you might like this book a lot because it kind of, it feels like a superhero book, not a fantasy werewolf vampire yeah. book, um, which is fine. I mean, like, I didn't, uh, that, that is not why I, this book is not my favorite book <laughs> at all. Um, and I like that she did something new and different. But also, like, there were certain parts that were, like, a little confusing because of the way that they're set up because essentially vampires and werewolves are a different species instead of being like humans that have like transformed at some point. Um, so like she misery is 25 and she's like actually 25 years old. Like she was born 25 years ago, was a child and grew up as a vampire and stuff. So yeah, that, that is, um, and presumably would die like at old age or something yeah they make it seem like they live semi-normal lives they just have like certain abilities and they drink blood to subsist yeah. off of but they aren't like undead immortal beings like you normally view vampires as neither neither are the werewolves they like live average yeah. lifestyles which i think makes it a little more realistic in the sense that mm -hmm. like yeah yeah yeah, but I wanted, to, I feel like that was a good part to talk about that just because I wanted to mention it in the spoiler free section in case you were wondering, like, what are these vampires up to? It's living a normal life, but drinking blood. Amen, sister. <laughs> um, 
All right, the smut on a scale of one to five. <coughs> I'm so sorry. I have to give it a one. I have never been so disturbed in my life. I I started gagging. I almost made myself throw up. You're so dramatic, I'm not, girl. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm not even exaggerating. Like, ask Terry. Like, I literally was like, I what I'm imagining this thing to look like in my head is... Do you remember that video? It was like not that long ago when Girl. Howie Mandel posted that prolapse. Stop! That's what I'm, that's what I'm picturing. No. <laughs> yeah. So I'm horrendous. I. That is what I kept seeing, and it was it made me disgust. Hmm. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> I'm going to start speaking so Maddie doesn't vomit <laughs> in the chat. Um, I Drop your wolf emojis down below. <laughs> I'm going to give her three. <laughs> um, they had great chemistry. Uh, I will say this. The part that Maddie is talking about was just entirely unnecessary, so I don't know why you did that, Allie Hazelwood, but I enjoyed the rest of it. Like, he could have just been, like, really dominant and, like, wanting to impregnate her. And that would have been more fine than, like, and I don't like that trope. But, like, I would have been more okay with that. I did detract from the smut. I will be honest. But I am also more accustomed to reading weird shit like that than Maddie is. So it didn't bother me as much. (laughs) I feel like I, um, I feel like werewolves is like a facade for like a breeding (laughs) you know what because I feel like that's the main drive for these werewolf books (laughs) (laughs) I just got a text that someone else just finished it (laughs) they said obsessed loved I want to read it again so apparently it's not for everybody, but it is for some. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I will say it was unnecessary, Allie. You didn't... Ha- she, in all her books, too, has this weird obsession with, like, making all her female characters virgins. Oh, yeah, that's Like, true, just huh? one, throw one slut in the mix. Come on. <laughs> Um, yeah, I also, I, I just didn't, one thing I didn't like, about and this is like not, it didn't like in, impact the way that I rate the book at the end of the day, like at all. Um, but I did not like that she was like still a tech girl. Like I was like, okay, let's like do something different. <laughs> not every girl needs to be in STEM. She's just a vampire. She can just be a history major. I don't know. Like a history major? Something more vampire core. <laughs> what do you want her to be? A stay-at-home mother, Maddie? Apparently Loda. Uh. Loda's. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> overall skill of one to five. Okay, here's the thing. I actually was, like, so set on giving this book a four 
because I was enjoying it a lot. But then that smut thing happened, and I have to give it a three. Like, I have never felt more... Like, I... I'm... I know I'm being dramatic because that's just who I am, but I actually did almost throw up reading it, okay? Because all I can picture is Howie Mandel. <laughs> is this COVID-related, and what are we going to do about it? Um, I think for the first time in Witty Banter Book Club history, we are going to have a large division in our rating of a book because I gave that bitch a five. I know. Uh, well, we had a big one for Akatar. Here's the thing. Yeah, like, but I had more girls itself, on deck for that. <laughs> but this book, here's the thing. This book, it's not a bad book. It is enjoyable. It, it The plot is good. I didn't love it like Courtney, but to be fair, Courtney loves wo- werewolf <laughs> smut <laughs> a- anyway. So we'll discuss what that means for her later on privately. <laughs> I caught that dog in me. <laughs> Oh. Um, <laughs> so she's already Courtney's already pre predispositioned to like this book because of just yeah. the context I honestly was too because I'm a big fan of vampires but vampires like the way that we normally think about vampires as like evil and um, immortal like this. this is how I woke up this morning too by the way just like actually um, uh, yeah like you know that's kind of the what I like and, like, I love Vampire Diaries and, like, all that sort of stuff. So I was also predisposed to like it. I also like murder mysteries, disappearances, whodunits, like, those sort of things as well, which this book also has. Um, so, like, I was a little disappointed by the way that the vampires were written in the story. So that knocked it down a peg for me. And then the smut knocked it down a peg for me. But, like, I the book this- is not, like, like, the plot is fine. Like, it's not like I hated this book at all. It's a high three. It's not, like, a low three. I just, I cannot give it a good a four because of the smut i have to knock it down a peg for that i would say this is more of a werewolf book than like a vampire book and if you've read yes. a lot of both of those that makes sense to you but like i like i okay when i tell you that i read werewolf wattpad romance i mean that like i read like the books that like random authors in their basements post on the internet where they charge you five cents a chapter and like they release a new chapter every week sort of deal like there's no editor there's typos everywhere but I eat it up okay and I can and have reinstalled those apps after reading this book <laughs> and like there so it it's much more, it's not like Twilight, it's not the Vampire Diaries, it is more werewolf core, okay? And it's when the I tell originals, you, okay? When I tell you <laughs> that last night Maddie and I were sending audios <laughs> to each other, all of us barking like dogs because it's a full moon, I mean it. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. I loved it i ate it up i gave it a five and i would do it again and i'm gonna keep reading (laughs) werewolf smut uh in between our books for the next couple months until i get tired and sick of it again but like um it's just a matter of of taste of personal taste Mm -hmm. in this regard and i i get where you're coming from and like where it maybe wasn't what you were expected based on like other literature that you've consumed about vampires this is much more werewolf track than vampire yeah. track vampire because it's yeah. spelled a y for some reason yeah it reminds me of that scene in twilight 
which I watched last night. <laughs> I have also watched Twilight recently. This is the skin of a killer, Bella. <laughs> I made Terry watch it last night because he, he'd never seen them. Can you believe that? And at no. the end of it, he goes, is the big reveal at the end of this movie that Jacob's a werewolf? And I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Bella, where the hell you been, Loka? We finished it, and he goes, that is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, you just don't understand. You have to appreciate it for what it is. It's campy. Yeah, it is. We're, 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 been there. Going to, we're going to Seattle this year, and I was like, oh, I'll vlog. And I was like, oh, I gotta find, like, the perfect overlay, the perfect blue The blue filter for that. Mm-hmm. Amen, sister. If, if you don't think I'm going to be recording things in Seattle as if I am living my best Bella Swan life, you're wrong. He also yeah. is like super, he was super mad at Bella whenever she's like being all mean to Charlie. And I'm like, yeah, because Charlie's the only redeemable character in this whole series. <laughs> That's true. Edward or Jacob? No, thanks. Charlie no. Swan. Charlie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those movies, uh, you know, they are what they are. And if you were a teenage girl when they came out, you know, you know what it is, baby. But like, you know, it's crazy. We weren't even teenagers. We were 10 oh, years old in that first movie. I know. <laughs> but my stepmom was reading those books. So you better believe mm -hmm. I watched those movies. I read, I was telling Carrie, I read the book the year before the movie came out. So I was nine. Oh my God. First. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> I was like, why was Athena making me read? I think it's my stepmom, by the way, making me read Twilight at the age of nine. Because we weren't their real daughters. <laughs> they had less regard yeah. for our yeah. emotional maturity. Yeah. She, no, it, she probably read it. It was like, you know what? This is a 16 year old girl. Maddie can read it. It's appropriate. Plus, she's like Mormon core. So, like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And that was. Okay, I will say though, the soundtracks for those movies eight. They Phenomenal. ate and they still eat today. They still Yes. Super massive black hole. Yeah. Uh, that scene came on yesterday and I was like, Terry, you're about to watch cinematic history. <laughs> Baseball scene. <laughs> yes. I it cracks me up watching them film the vampires running. Oh my gosh. Yeah, when she, he, what else made him laugh? When when he calls her spider monkey, yeah. he's like... <laughs> I was like, I know. That's the worst cringe I've ever experienced in my life, is re reliving that moment every time I watch the movie. Right. He doesn't know it yet, but I'm about to make him watch all of them. <laughs> I was like, there. yesterday he was like, there's three more movies. I was like, honey, there's four more movies. Oh, just you wait until you meet the Volturi... He's gonna love them because they're Italian. Of course, and they're also yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> Dakota Fanning okay, we're being yeah, evil. We're, yes, we're now we're just talking about Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> Which we also this watched this past summer, by the way. We did. Or, we watched it. Was it the summer? This fall? Yeah, we watched it. No, we watched it in the summer. Okay. We watched um, Twilight. We watched The Hunger Games. We watched. We were going to watch Harry Potter, but we decided to wait until we finished the books. But then yeah. we watched we it. We never watched it. <laughs> no, we didn't. we didn't. You watched it by yourself. But like, and then I watched it by myself, mm -hmm. too. But like. Couldn't help myself. I know. Well, I guess I know what we're doing in a month. 
the cycle repeats once a year, yeah. once yearly. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I think okay. with that, we're going to jump into the spoiler <laughs> section of the book, which is really just going to be a discussion about one thing. So if you haven't... Yeah. And apologies, by the way, <laughs> if you have not seen Twilight and we just ruined the entire... Like, all of Twilight for you. They're like, but... what's the Volturi? Just wait. <laughs> just wait until you see Carlisle Cullen in part to a Breaking Dawn. Just wait. You, you'll you never be able to experience that in theaters like I did, but just you wait, yeah. girl. Oh yeah. Um. Anyways, if you haven't read Bride and you would like to, because you're a little werewolf freak like me, then get out of here. <laughs> Come back when you're done. But if not, if you're a normal person who just cannot delve into that area of smuttery, then go ahead and stay on with us because we are going to talk about the elephant of the century that is sitting in the room. Okay. Okay. Five, we have four, to tiptoe. Yeah, okay. We have to tiptoe a little bit around it because we can't just come out and say what it is. Uh, we could say like what it is and like what it does, but I think we need to keep it a little bit uh, PG-13 because For the we sake. both have careers. <laughs> in, in werewolf land, in the werewolf territory, part of the werewolf anatomy and uh, okay, I will say this in the book. It also seems like Ali Hazelwood tries to make it seem like their internal anatomy is different, right? Because there's one point where um, Misery like punches low, and she and he's like, "Ow, my kidney!" I don't know what human bodies are supposed to look like, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, <laughs> they like mess around a little. The tensions are getting high, right? And he's like, "We're not physically compatible," and she's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And um, he reveals to her what can only be described as a deep sea flotation device. (laughs) (laughs) That inflates to ensure the succession of his line. And in practice... (laughs) In practice, here's the, okay, here's what really disturbed me, right? She could have just, like, said that and then, like, not described what happened. Its purpose is to ensure that the biological payload (laughs) is locked in. It's not getting out. So if you can imagine, just a bouncer at the door. Oh my god. <laughs> the most disturbing part to me is that this deep sea flotation device is inflated for 40 minutes after. 40 minutes just lay in there. <laughs> um I thought I was picturing the wrong thing (laughs) like i was like okay this there's no way this is what she's describing right now Mm -mm. uh but she just kept describing it i just just imagine a raisin being rehydrated oh (laughs) 
I literally. Hold on. What was I the in Allie? Wait, hold on. No, wait, hold on. For real. Why would she do that? I don't know. Like, I don't know why she did it. I don't know. I don't. Who is that for? Unfortunately, I have to say for the furry community. <laughs> That's the only thing I could think about. And I think what, what also kind of makes this, like, make me feel really gross and bad is that, like, I'm a huge Sims player. Like, I love The Sims. And there is a werewolf pack in The Sims. And I will never be able to woohoo with a werewolf in that game ever again. Well, when he said they weren't biologically compatible, I'm like, man, he's got to be packing. Like... That's got to be what she's he like. Means. Nope, just average. She's like, it's average. It's normal. Just you know, like a giant wolf. Mm. No, no. The deep, a deep sea flotation device attached at the end. Oh, <laughs> that thing would have saved that submarine. Um, the deep sea submersible. <laughs> the Titan. <laughs> If only they had a werewolf. If only Jack if only Jack and Rose had that, it would be a way different story. <laughs> uh, um I'm nervous too because there's obviously going to be a second book. The second book is going to be about Serena and um Cone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so her best her bestie. <laughs> Aside from the deep sea oh, yeah. flotation. Her bestie goes missing. Her bestie gal goes missing. Hello. Mm-hmm. And she's looking for her. That's the whole reason she agrees to get fake married. Because she sees her future husband's last name on some notes that her bestie left. And then uh, we find her bestie. Surprise. Her big bad. Misery's big bad daddy. Who's a very bad political man. Stole her bestie. Who we, is revealed to us as a half werewolf, half human, which is also what Lo's sister is. Mm-hmm. And uh, she wolfs out there at the end. Um, and yeah, then Lo's friend Cone shows up. He's got a, a brash mouth on him, that one. Uh, and he basically like walks in, epilogue, right? And he's like, oh, I'm screwed because Miss Bestie Gal is his mate. Ooh. I love a good faded mate trope. I'm sorry, I do. I really I know. Truly I know do. you do. I know you do. I I know. You you can't help it. It's okay. Yeah, so that's basically uh, the entire rest of the plot. I don't know. Some interesting things. There's a too. part. Go ahead. Oh. There's a part in this book when like she and her brother and Lo and Serena are like all in this room with like her dad and her dad's like side person who helps him out um and both her best friend and her husband wolf out and i'm like oh my god it's like terry and courtney (laughs) (laughs) if you were in peril (laughs) just fighting yeah yeah no you guys would wolf out you guys turn into wolves yeah true also, I think Omega. it's kind of, yeah, I think it's kind of funny that um, they're like white wolves, both of them. 
Interesting. It is interesting. I feel like... Hmm, I feel like that's an odd color for a wolf. Um, yeah. The only wolf I know who's that color is Ghost. Perhaps John there's Snow's some dire wolf. familial relations we'll see in the second book. I think... I feel like... That would be something that Lo would know. Perhaps, yeah. Because maybe not like siblings, but like something else, you know? I mean, it's a, they've got to like all be related at some point. Yeah, that's, well, yeah, small communities, you know, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Maybe I think what I think Serena is gonna be a descendant of the last Alpha and his mate Emery, who's like in head, the head of the loyalists who are the anti people against. Love. Yeah, it seems like he was maybe not a very nice man too. So maybe he's even her father. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, we we shall see. I think mm-hmm. some other interesting things to note are, like, the differences about, like, vampires in this book, right? So we already talked about they're not immortal. They don't like drinking from people. Like, they find it inefficient, so they'd rather just mm-hmm. do, like, blood bags and stuff. And they have this ability, they all have this ability in different levels of strength, which is called the thrall, where they basically do mind control, compulsion, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, and there are certain poisons that affect them. And her dad tries to poison her. She apparently she can eat peanut butter. Not you. you no, can't. I cannot. <laughs> <sighs> Not me, girl. The uh, peanut butter almost killed her. Like it would kill you. Uh, <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. Interestingly enough, my blood tries to kill me too. Crazy. That is crazy. Hmm. Um, but like culturally they're interesting too they're very like monarchical and uh, the werewolves are not as much normally you would think like with them the hierarchy would be much more hereditary with like werewolves but it's more like that with the vampires and the wolves just duke it out you know um and there's lots of like political tensions between the three different species in the book uh i would like to know and i'm hoping maybe in the next book that she'll delve a little bit more into why they hate each other so much aside from just like being different species like i feel mm-hmm. like there's got to be more of a backstory and they refer to a few different events that seem like the red wedding from game of thrones but like i need more mm-hmm. context you know because at this point it's just like unfounded hatred in my eyes yeah um also the governor lady like the new governor of the human world does not play an instrumental role in this book at all other than yeah. like She's going to be in power. So I think that they, the next book will probably explore a little bit more of like her preferences. And it seems like, it seems like Owen slash misery and obviously low are now like kind of on the same side of cohabitation. So. Well, you would think too that humans would be more 
aggressive towards things they right. don't understand. Right. You know? And I think that I think that they will be. I think so too. I think that's like what the main conflict will end up being, considering that there's definitely a second book that will come out from this. Yeah. So well, and we need to learn more about, like, the vampire-werewolf hybrids, because it seems right now, like, Serena and um, Anna are the only two, but I'm sure mm-hmm. that's not the case, and, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, it's it's giving very much Renesmee. Right. In many in many a way, so... It's, it's giving Klaus, in a way, Hybrid, yes, yes. Yeah, except he's a vampire-wolf hybrid, so... I also, here's the thing, if Misery and Lo are mates, which is like a biological predestination, mm-hmm. and vampires and werewolves have never procreated, but both of them are capable of recreating, if procreating, then like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking we're going to see the first werewolf-vampire hybrid baby. Oh my gosh, it's literally going to be Klaus. It is. Hopefully less deranged and even more sexy, but we'll see. If it's an adult, let me let me preface. We're not going Jacob Black, okay? Not imprinting on a child. You imprinted on my daughter? <laughs> you gotta appreciate just the lack of passion with which she delivers each and every line. Yes. <laughs> or the fact that she's always going like this. Um... <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Um, Kirsten Stewart giving us the, the absolute least. Yeah. And doing it flawlessly. And doing it just perfectly. Great execution. Yeah. The worst thing I've ever Amazing. seen. Um, uh, yeah. So I... I, de- I thought... I honestly thought that it was gonna... Like, the book epilogue was going to be, like, a pregnancy... I think like, she already knew that she did us dirty. She couldn't do yeah. <laughs> she said, how much can I get away with? This is about Also, it. like, if, like, the mate thing applies to misery and it also applies to low, like, like, interspecies, you know? Obviously, they share some sort of DNA then, or, like, some biological... Yeah, I don't. In, in most of the literature that I consume, mates are like predestined by the moon goddess and shit like that. So I have no idea how they're going to explain that away because right. it is very much like an intrinsic biological type of thing. I don't know, Ali. Mm-hmm. Whatever you got going, I'm here for it. But like, you got to explain right. it, girl. It's a little bit more sciencey too. Mm-hmm. Like there's like a lot of like DNA testing and stuff like that. So I think that's another reason why it feels a little bit more like superhero, like rich superheroes, you know? Yeah. I totally get what you mean when you say that. Yeah. But yeah, I, you know what? I thoroughly enjoyed this book, but, and I still, I stand by my five, but yeah, there, <laughs> that one part is just so unnecessary, baby girl. Like, and I yeah. just, in my head, when I review this book, I choose to ignore that, personally. <laughs> I have not written my review yet for this book, um, but I need to get my thoughts out there. Yeah, you should, for all the normies. The wolf growls like yeah. me. 
Yeah. We got it in our spirit. We got it in our soul. It won't bother us. Not everybody's right. built like that, you know? I think what also is disappointing to me is I was hoping for a little bit more like a Klaus Caroline situation, you know? Um, that's yeah. my... That is my vampire werewolf bias. Yeah, Lo is like a very like upstanding citizen. I would have loved or if like, he was just slightly more evil. Haley and Elijah a little bit more. Yeah, I... Yeah, I, the main conflict between them is just that they're, like, different species with different understandings, and, like, he doesn't want to feel like he's entrapping her, but, like, mm-hmm. they could have made the enemies to lovers just a little bit more titillating. Yeah. Um, that would have been nice, but... All right. I think that's about all I have. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to think about this right now. <laughs> All right. Um, well, if you want to know what we're doing when I am not frothing at the mouth over <laughs> what can only be described as semi-furry smut, uh, <laughs> uh, we're actually just howling at the moon. But uh, <laughs> you can check out our social media accounts at the Witty Banter Book Club on Instagram, Pinterest, and TikTok. Hello. Uh, we also have an Etsy store that you can give a little chickety check out to. Um, and other than that, what are we reading next week? I have to be no announced. Idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be determined. Uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure we already have picked, but I just don't know what it is at the moment. Yeah. Um, but we will see you the next time around for our next review. And until then, there's only one thing left to say, and that is happy, happy reading. reading.